Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, back better than ever, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about back to the basics with special emphasis on having quiet time with the Lord. This is a teaching podcast. I want you to go and grab your Bibles, as always, and take some notes. I'm sure you're going to be blessed by a few things that I want to share with you today. Listen, I want to wish you a happy new year. Can you believe that we are in 2022? So I want to wish you a happy and a prosperous and blessed new year. I'm so excited to be alive. I'm glad that the Holy Spirit allowed me to cross over into some new things, some great things. And I'm telling you, this is going to be an awesome year for you and I and to empower you. And so I appreciate you as always staying with me, connecting with me. I'm praying that God will give me hundreds of more followers this year. And I believe that you and I are going to do some great things. I want to prophesy to you at this first Monday show in January and let you know that God is going to heap upon you blessings after blessings after blessings after blessings. Every time you turn around, God is going to begin to manifest and demonstrate some accelerated things for you. So I want you to put in the past what didn't happen for you last year because God is going to cause the scales to be tipped over for you in a magnanimous way. This is going to be a tremendous first quarter for you. So I want to prophesy that to you, get that in your heart and in your spirit, blessings upon blessings upon blessings. So I want you to begin to meditate on that. Get that in your heart, because I believe this is what God is going to do for us. So be encouraged. I'm telling you, things are going to be great for you. So listen, we're going to talk about this uh, having quiet time with God as it relates to back to the basics. And I've decided for the whole month of January that I'm going to do a series on this. So you're going to want to pop in every Monday and get this new download about back to the basics and having some quiet time with God, because I do believe this is going to be something that is going to help you to move into this accelerated blessing that God is going to begin to do in and through your life. All right, so we're going to start here in James chapter 1. James chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse number 25. I'm not going to take all uh, day to kind of talk about this because, like I said, this is going to be a four-part series. So I'm going to hit you with some things today. And on this first part, we're going to talk about the importance of of daily quiet time. So when we're talking about, again, back to the basics, this is so key and so important because every foundation that we 
don't go back to is one of the reasons why we don't experience certain things in the word of God. Any builder knows he has to have foundation before he starts building. And so when God is building on your life, he's looking for some foundation. And if the foundation is not there, then what he's giving is too important because it'll crash and it will implode. And so we don't want that starting out in the new year. And so many people are coming up with New Year's resolutions, and you and I know that that stuff doesn't work. But what works is going back to what God said we need to do. So let's not allow anyone, person, place, thing, or idea, family members, personal pursuits, get in the way of going back to the basics and having some quality time with God. All right, so you should be at James chapter 1, verse 25. But notice what this says in my translation. This says, the one who looks steadily at God's perfect law and makes that law his habit, not listening and then forgetting, but actively putting it into practice, will be happy in all that he does. Man, that's powerful. I need to read that to you again. The one who looks steadily at God's perfect law and makes that law his habit, not listening and then forgetting, but actively putting it into practice will be happy in all that he does. Man, that's clear. That's precise. That's very simple and foundational. But a lot of people don't do this. They listen but they forget what God is saying. So we have to listen and put it into practice. And the Bible says you'll be happy and joyous in all that you do. And this, at the end of the day, people of God, is what we're after. We are after having a joyful life. Our life should be at another level. Our life should be better than the person that doesn't know the Lord. When you know God and you are close to him, he gives you insight. He gives you instructions. He gives you teachings. Why? Because he's unfolding how to live in the kingdom of God on this earth. He said in his prayer, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so having this quiet time with God is so key. Now, I want to give you a definition of quiet time. Here's what it means. A quiet time is a daily time set aside to be alone with God, to get to know him through the Bible and prayer. It's impossible for you to get to know God if you don't read your Bible and if you don't pray, because those are the two things that give you access into knowing God. Anybody knows that uh, in a relationship, your marriage, uh, best friend, whatever the case may be, you had to spend some time with them. And when you spend some time with them, you know them, you know things about them, you know what makes them tick, you know what makes them happy, you know what makes them sad. But if you never spend any time with them, it will be impossible for you to know them. And so we just don't want to know about God. We want to know him personally and intimately. And again, this is a daily quiet time, not a monthly 
quiet time, a yearly quiet time, or when I'm going through, let me spend more time with God. No, you want to make this year powerful and great and successful so that you can begin to receive these blessings that I'm talking about. You're going to have to make these daily times with God specific and hallowed in your life. Don't let anybody get in on that because I'm telling you the moment you start doing this, there's going to be temptations and other things that will try to creep in and try to steal your quiet time with God. But you don't want to do that because this is how God is going to begin to talk to you and tell you certain things that you need to do so that you can live at an accelerated rate with God. And this is what we want. At the end of the day, I'm telling you, this is what we want. We want some results. You just don't want to read the Bible and read about Bible characters. Can I tell you this? That the Bible is about you. That's who it's about. You know, we read the Bible and we read about Abraham and Joshua and all the Bible characters. But what about you? God says they live their life. You are living yours now. So insert your name into these scriptures. Make it personal. When I'm reading the Bible, I'm putting my name in there. God is just not talking about David. God is talking about me. He's talking about what he wants to do in me, what he wants to do through me, the blessings that he already has for me that I can receive by faith. So many times we just get confused when we read the word of God and we can read about uh, Joshua, other Bible characters, and we say, well, you know, I can't get to that level. But I want you to know they were human just like you. Mistakes they made just like you. But God decided to use them and do great things. And I want God to do the same thing for you and I. So this quiet time with God is very key through the Bible and prayer. So make this a part of your beginning. We're in a new year, y'all. Let's not bring no old habits into a new year. Let's start this thing out right and I'm telling you, when you do, you just, every time you turn around, God is going to be doing some great things for you. Now, let me get into about five things that I want to share with you about the importance of this daily quiet time with God. Now, your alone time with the Lord, again, should be at the top of your priorities because sometimes our priorities are just messed up. So we want to begin to build into this back to the basics things that I'm talking about. We want to be, begin to build into our lives these five reasons why this important uh, time with God is key. Number one, we were created to have fellowship with God. So if you ever wanted to know why you own the planet, because I talk to people all the time and they just don't understand why they are here. I even talk to Christian folk and they don't even understand why they are here. But I want to answer that for you today. God created you to have fellowship with him, not to get married. That's not why God created you, not to go work a job. That's not why God created you. Not so you can just go off and do your own personal pursuits. That is not why God 
created you. God created you so that you could have fellowship with him. The Bible talks about in Genesis chapter 127. So God created man in his own image. Now, why would God do that? Because in order for God to have fellowship with you, he has to put some things about him in you so y'all could have some fellowship. It was difficult to have fellowship with people and y'all don't have the same ideas, the same pursuits, the same things that y'all believe are important. That's what we're talking about when we say that we are fellows in the same ship. We got the same ideas about life. We got the same goals. We got the same interests. And that's what God said. And so in order for him to be able, God that is, to be able to draw you to him, he had to put something in you so you would be drawn to him. So y'all got the same DNA because God is your father, right? That's where you came from. So if God is your father and that's where you came from and you're not fellowshipping with him, there's something wrong with that. Because we have to, at the end of the day, come back to why we are on the planet. And we are on the planet so that we can daily connect with God and see what it is that he's up to. See what it is that he wants us to do. God says, I want to give you the news before the news. I don't want anything to happen to you and you just shake your head and say, I didn't know this was coming. God says, I want to put you in the know. I want to put you in the right now. I don't want anything to creep up on you. I want you to be able to see like I see, hear like I hear, understand like I understand. So this is why this daily fellowship with God is so important because God said, I'm going to create you in my own imagination. I've imagined what you would be like. God says, I want you to be me on the planet. Have you ever heard that before? Not you. God says, I want you to be me. Because if God is, again, my son has a lot of similarities that I have. And so when I look at him, he doesn't understand how much I see myself in him because he comes from me. And so because we come from God, when God sees us, he like, man, you doing what I would do. You saying what I would say. You healing people like I would. You're praying for them the way I would pray for them. Come on, y'all. When we understand who we are and whose we are, and we're just satisfied, we're just living a normal life, God is like, that is not why I created you. I created you to do the things I would do and get results all the time. Notice what the scripture says in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. He says, look, I've been standing at the door and consistently knocking. If anyone opens the door, I will come in, watch this now, and fellowship with him and he with me. So that ought to go to tell you how much God says, I need you just like you need me. Sometimes we don't understand that. We think, you know, God is just... You know, he's in heaven and he has no interest in man and he has no interest in what I'm doing. Yes, he does. God says, I want to be with you. And knowing that, 
out of everybody in the world that we have made important, they're not more important than my time with God. He is special to me. And to know that the God of the universe has been standing at the door, watch this, knocking consistently. He says, I just want you to open up the door and let me in. Let me in and allow me to show out in your life. Allow me to put you on top of the mountain. When people look at you, they ought to want to know, man, how did you get there? I saw where you were. I see where you are now. How are these blessings after blessing? How is promotion? How, how is it that you are always victorious every time you turn around? It's because of my fellowship with God. This is key. Number two, Jesus died to make a relationship with God possible. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about this important daily quiet time with the Lord. Jesus died to make a relationship possible with God. Why did Jesus come? Did he come to do miracles? Did he come to do signs and wonders? Did he come to raise the dead? Did he come to give people lunch when they didn't have it? Why did Jesus walk the earth? I'm going to tell you real quick. Don't miss this. He came to die. Jesus was born to die. Why? Because he knew there was no way that this relationship and fellowship could happen between him and the Father or between me and the Father if Jesus hadn't died. There was just no way it was going to happen. Somebody had to sacrifice and die and be the bridge by which I could walk over and connect my heart with God. And sin was in the way. And Jesus said, I've got to die to get them close to my father. Jesus wanted you to experience everything he had with his father. Now, notice how that is. Most people, when they're experiencing something good, they don't want you to experience it. They want to be the only one. But look at the heart of Jesus. He said, my father is sending me into the earth. And yeah, Jesus did a lot of things. And that was great. And that was wonderful. But he was born to die. All the other things was just sidebars of just who Jesus was. But he said, my ultimate is to die because the father loves you. I love you. And I want you to be able to share and all that the Father has to give you. And somebody had to sacrifice. And the Bible talks about that a man would lay down his life. Who would lay down their life for a friend? I ain't found one yet who said they love me that much that they would lay down their lives for me. But Jesus laid down his life for me. He said, nobody takes my life. I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I can gladly pick it up again. And this is why you and I have resurrection power because of what Jesus did for you and I. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, notice what it says. God has invited you into this wonderful friendship with his son, Christ our Lord. We have a wonderful opportunity, a daily opportunity to get close to God. I've often said you are as close to God as you want to be. If you're not close to God, it's because you don't want to be. So we don't need to make excuses this year. What we need to do is be about the things of God. And I do believe it grieves the Holy Spirit 
after Jesus sacrificed and gave his life and we turn our backs on him. We put other people before him, other pursuits before him. But if we do it right and make God our portion, all of the things that we desire will come after us. Can we at least test that out to see if it's true? Can we at least put the word of God and see if it works? I know it does, but a lot of people are skeptics. Some of you right now that are listening to me, you are skeptics about does the word work? Is God lying to me? Is he just saying things to me to hype me up? I'm telling you, the word of God ain't no hustle. Whatever God says, he's well able to do, but God is not going to make you submit. He's not going to make you follow him. So, but when we spend daily time with God, he touches our heart and we want to spend time with him. We want to pursue him. Some of us, that's what we need. When you get close to God, thank you, Holy Spirit, he will allow us and put in us the will and the do of his good pleasure. And so now I just want to pray. I just want to read my word. I just want to stay close to him. I want to stay on his heel. He has captured my heart. He has captured my soul. I can't get enough of God. It's just like people who are on drugs. They can't stay away from it. And people looking at them and saying, man, you losing everything. You done lost your house, your car, your marriage, your kids. What is in this crack pipe? What is in these drugs you taking? See, people that are sober, we look at people that are addicts and we don't understand but it's the same thing. When God grabs your heart, people can't understand why you praying again, why you spending time with the Lord the way you do, why you tell them, no, I, I can't go with you today, man. I'm going to be in my prayer closet and reading my Bible all day. They think we nuts. Just like I think people are crazy that can't get enough of cracking cocaine. But I'm telling you, unless, as the Bible says, David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You'll never know unless you try him. So make it again. I hate to be redundant. You're going to have to, because God can't do this for you. You're going to have to settle down and say, you know what? I am going to do all I can to spend some personal private time with the Lord, because I know that Jesus died to make this thing possible. All right? Number three, personal time alone with God was Jesus's source of strength. Have you ever thought about how Jesus was able to just persevere through certain things that he was going through? How was he always able to be at the right place at the right time with the right people? How did he know certain things that he knew? Jesus realized that his personal time, Jesus, now hear this, Jesus had to spend personal time with his father to be successful. Now, if Jesus had to do that, what do you think you gonna have to do? That's what he did. See, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places, isolated places, places where there were no one that was around, and he prayed there. Prayer is such a powerful thing. Prayer's got nothing to do with you asking God for this and that. Prayer has everything to do with quality time with God. I'm just spending time with, I'm not even asking. At the height of prayer, you're not asking for anything. I just want to spend time with you. I don't want, Lord, I just want to love on you. I want you to love on me. I just want to be close. Have, do you got anybody in your life that you love so much that you just want to just be with them? 
And when you're with them, you're not asking for nothing. Are you re- you're not asking for when you really love somebody, being with them is all you want. I want you to think about that in light of prayer. If we say we love God the way we love him and being with him is enough, I don't have to beg and ask him for anything because I know all that he has is mine. All that God has, I got access to. So I don't need to ask him for nothing because I know whatever he has He'll give it to me. That's powerful. I hope you got that as it relates to prayer. So every time you begging God and, 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 you know, going through the motions of, you know, different things that we do in prayer, I want you to think about, am I really uh, just after what he has or do I really want him? When you really want God, he'll give you everything he has. Number four, every person who has ever been effective in kingdom service for God, develop this habit. What habit is that? The importance of daily time with God. Everybody that you've ever read in the Bible, Abraham, Moses, David, Daniel, Paul, the disciples, everybody you've ever read that God has used, Samson, uh, all of the people in the word of God, they all had this daily habit. They spent time with the Lord, and that's the secret sauce to your power. That's the secret sauce to you becoming all you want to be for the Lord. You have got, if you want to be effective, and I do, if you want to get results, you've got to spend a daily time with the Lord. And again, don't let anybody get in the way. Because there's going to be a lot of things that are going to try to your own pursuit. So you got to even tell yourself, sit down, let me sit down and talk to God, spend time with God. And I promise you some things in your life are going to just automatically happen for you without you even without any kind of we're working too hard to have nothing. Think about some of us. We work too hard and we still don't have anything. So if I'm working harder and I don't have anything, I need to abandon that and work smarter. And smarter says that God has this thing already laid out and figured out for me. Why do I have to figure out something that's already been figured out? I just need to get close to God so he can tell me what he's already figured out for me. And once he puts me on that path, stay on that path. And allow God to do his best. The last thing I want to tell you today is, number five, number five, you cannot be a healthy, growing Christian without spending important quality time with God. I'm going to say it to you again. You cannot be a healthy, growing Christian without spending time with the Lord. If you're growing and maturing, it says you're spending time with God. If you are still at the same place in consciousness, in awareness, if trials and tribulations still getting you down, if you still in the same predicament that you were three years ago now, you are not growing. And it says you're not spending time with God. I'm telling you, this is a secret sauce. I hope you're getting it. There's a secret in this. Don't let this pass you by. You've got to spend some daily time with God if you want to grow. Growth demands change. 
You can't change if you don't grow. You can't grow if you won't change. And the way you change and grow is spending time with God because he's going to begin to tell you about you. Can you handle that? So when God corrects us, he's saying, I'm correcting you because I want you to grow. So when God's breaking some things in our lives, he said, I got to break this in order for you to grow. When some things are uncomfortable around us, God says, I've got to do this so you can grow. You said you wanted to grow. You said you wanted to be effective. You said you wanted me to use you like never before. You said you wanted these blessings upon blessings. God is not going to bless you and keep you the same. God is not going to bless you and cause his presence and power and victory on your life and you still be the same miserable person you've been, negative person you've been, mean and nasty, unforgiving, proudful, haughty, high-minded. God said, I can't use that. So I've got to change you. And changing you means you're going to have to spend some time with me and I'm going to show you personally why some things keep happening in your life. It's amazing when God starts showing you some things. Yep, it's going to hurt your pride. Yep, you might cry a couple of times too because you're going to feel bad. But God says, I love you. And the scripture says God chastens whom he loves. So if God didn't love you, he wouldn't correct you. A good parent knows He's going to have to correct his child when he's wrong because I love you because I don't want you to keep making the same mistakes and then crying about why things are not changing. You'd be surprised of all of these Christians that say they love God and they're talking about nothing ever changes for me. Everything is always the same. And then my response is, have you changed? Have you allowed God to change you? And this is why this is so important when we're talking about going back to the basics. We're building again some foundation. Maybe this foundation was never laid in your life. This is the first thing that I heard after I received Christ. You got to pray. And why do you have to pray? See, you have to pray not because God. Do- See, again, prayer is not about getting stuff on your list. Prayer is about you spending time with God, period. And what is on his heart, he's going to deliver it to you. And what is on his heart is what he wants to do for you. And if you don't know what is on uh, God's heart, you start doing stuff. And that's how you get out of the will of God. Because you're trying to figure out, let me see, let me try this. Maybe God is in this. Let me try that. Maybe God is over here. You're wasting time, man. You don't have time to waste. God says, do it my way. I've already, hear this now, I've already earmarked every blessing in your life. And I want to tell you when to do it, how to do it, and who to do it with. And when you do it this way, things are going to happen. Notice what the scripture says, Matthew 4 and 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that God speaks. Hear that. You just can't live on bread alone. You just can't live on the flesh. No, we live by every word, everything that God is saying to me. This is how I live because his word is spirit and life. And I'm a spiritual person. So I need spiritual word. See, people that are not spiritual, they can't read the Bible and understand it. And some of you, you read the Bible and you don't understand it. But this is a spiritual book. So your spirit has to be enlightened so you can understand what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. You can't read this book like a magazine. 
like a novel. No, this is this. These are God's words and your flesh is in the way. So you got to tell your flesh, no, you're not going to interrupt. You're not going to cause me uh, to be defeated again. I'm going to hear these words from God and they are life. They are health, wealth, success, prosperity. All of the things you want is in the word of God. And so I'm praying that God will enlighten you this year like never before. And as you read the word of God, the Holy Spirit is going to show you some things that you've never seen before in your life and is right there in the word of God. That's all that I want to share with you today. We're going to start this new year off right back to the basics, the importance of our daily time with God. I want you to come back next week. I got part two of this, and we're just going to talk about this all of the month of January because we want to get this foundation laid so we can take off and have an accelerated, powerful, great, and anointed year in God. If you were blessed, as always, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. My website, thomasadeloach.com. If you want to know a little bit about me, a little bit about the show, why we exist, go to my website. This is what I want to do all year long, and I want to say this to you. I want my channel to grow because I want to be able to minister to more people. So I want you to begin to share this podcast with other people. If you can do that, you will help me as well as helping yourself because whatever you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen for you. If you've been blessed, and I believe you have because I've seen the downloads, so I know people are downloading this podcast I want you to share this with a friend, a family member, a neighbor. Share it with somebody who you know they need some encouragement. Do it today. Share this and allow them to come in and follow the channel. Um, be connected with us as a group because we are a family together. And I believe when you do, you're going to help change somebody's life. Also, on that homepage there, we're looking for financial partners. If you've been blessed, scroll down to the bottom of the screen there on thomasadeloach.com. And I want you uh, to send me a donation uh, as the Spirit leads you. And everything that you give goes towards making this show great. All right? That's what I want you to do today. It's been a joy. I'm praying for you. Once again, Happy New Year. Let's do this thing God's way. And I'm telling you, the results are just going to keep rolling in. I'm praying for you as always. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer request, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.